Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Bobby Maximus and Joe Sabula. We made a terrible mistake. We screwed up. We did a podcast last episode. Uh, you can go back and listen to it. It's on the 90-10 diet, the 90-10 rule. And we wanted to make it short, sweet, and simple. We figured you don't have three hours to listen to a podcast. You didn't want to get into all the science. You just wanted a system of eating that you could incorporate into your life and you could do that day and it would make you better. But then came the questions. <laughs> Are bananas okay? Is walnut butter okay? What about yogurt? Do I need organic milk? Is filet different than a ribeye? So we got bombarded with questions on what does this actually look yeah. like on a day-to-day basis? And you would think when I said you have to be able to murder it and cook it over a fire or pluck it from a tree, that would have been enough enough for you, yeah. right? So I, 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 I actually quizzed one of my people at the gym. And I said, have you ever seen a pizza tree? He's like, no. <laughs> so is pizza okay to eat? And he said, no. I said, okay. Have you ever seen a banana tree? Yes. So are bananas okay to eat? He said, yes. I mean, you, so you'd think that would be simple enough, but apparently people have all kinds of questions. Well, let's, let's try to simplify this for him. Because I, I thought we did a pretty good job, think- but you know, again, the number of questions and the specific That's questions... Leave me wondering. But I think I think we need to talk about it. And then the other question came up is somebody asked, how do you actually put this into practice? Like, what does your day of eating right. look like from when you wake up to when you go to bed? And it actually got me thinking a lot of people, there's a lot of myths out there. Should you eat breakfast? Should you not eat breakfast? Should you eat before bed? Should you not eat before bed? Do you have to have all your calories in yeah. one single sitting, like an intermittent fasting type diet? Or are you supposed to have an equal pipeline of food through the day where you're eating 2,000 calories and it's 360 calories every single meal at a certain time? So I think I think we can talk about both things yeah. today and just really give people a deep dive into what this looks All like. Right. Okay. So the first thing with non-processed food, again, you have to be able to find it like it exists in nature and you have to be able to eat it without any preparation whatsoever. That's what compromises a non-processed food. Yeah. So let's, let's think of it this way. If you open your refrigerator and you pull something out of the fridge and you eat it immediately, that's a non-processed something. So like, like uh, an apple, or we mentioned a banana out of the the produce drawer in your fridge, that's not processed. If I take that apple and I slice it up and then I grind it up and then I mix it with cinnamon and a little bit of sugar and some other stuff and I make applesauce, that's now processed. That doesn't count. Yeah, there's no there's no applesauce right. tree. The last time I checked, you can't go out to your garden or a pasture and pull a can of applesauce off but, of but a people, tree. They want to twist this. They want to take like, okay, so an apple's okay. So if I make like an apple fritter with like some, some pastry bread and a bunch of sugar and some frosting on it, well, then an apple fritter is okay, right? I'm like, no, the apple is okay. The donut is not okay. <laughs> you can't, you can't yeah, so trick this I do, system. I do have a question mm-hmm. though, because this is going to come up. You said I have to be able to take it out of the fridge and eat it in its natural state. What if I have a bag of Doritos in the fridge? I don't know what type of weirdo keeps Doritos in the fridge, but what if I have a bag of Doritos in the fridge? Is that eating it in its natural well, I state? Mean, technically, uh, t- 
technically that would be eating a Dorito in its natural state, but its natural state okay. is not a natural state. <laughs> yeah, but there's no Dorito yeah. tree is yeah. my point, right? So, so to break it down in its most simplest form, you just have to ask yourself, could I pluck this from a garden and eat it as is with no cooking, no cutting, no preparation? I suppose the uh, exception to that, you're allowed to peel it. Like you could peel a banana mm -hmm. and eat it. That's that's you're just getting it out of the wrapper, yeah. if you will. Well, the banana. I, I feel be like fair... like a banana peel is nature's way of keeping the banana fresh until I'm ready to eat it. You yeah. know, but take it's like a natural yeah, candy. Yeah, exactly. But take something like uh, like grain. Nobody just picks grain and eats it right off the stock, right? They have to grind. You have to you have to process the grain to turn it into something like bread. So grain is out. So if you just have like a bunch of grass in your fridge and you're going to eat that, that's one thing. But turning that grass into a bread and then eating the bread, that's a processed food. Yep. And there's a lot of foods that Again, fall, no, that fall and, into that. Uh, an orange, yes, you have yeah. to peel the orange. A banana, yes, you have to peel the banana. But most vegetables, you just wash them and eat them because you just, you know, you don't want to yeah. eat the dirt. And so even though it comes from the earth and it's growing naturally, it doesn't mean that you can just eat it. You have to be able to eat it without preparation. Like your, your example of, I mean, theoretically, like with bread, I suppose that olive oil is somewhat comes from the earth or whatever oil mm -hmm. you use. I suppose that wheat somewhat comes from the earth and, and it's cane sugar somewhat comes from the earth. But you can't just walk up to the plant and yeah. eat it. So no, it's not. You're not allowed it. So when we talk about the 90-10 rule, 90% of your diet, Joe, you're eating like very plain meat and you're eating essentially raw vegetables and raw yeah. fruits. Because I would, I would say if you have to cook it as a vegetable, it goes into the processing. Mm -hmm. uh, the, I, I, the, the I, would, process I would categorize category. it as suspect at best. Some yes. stuff, I yeah. mean, you can and make an argument, right? Because you do have to cook meat, you know, but like you also would have yeah. to cook a potato. But I would say you got to look at this as a, a very high level. There is no processing. Like you said, everything is basically raw. This is like a raw, almost a vegan style of, of approaching food. And then there's less desirable choices that you can make based off of that. But a lot of that depends on where you're at, what your specific goals are, how much wiggle room you're willing to give yourself, how, how immediate your goals are. You know, if, you, if you're trying to cut weight fast, like you have no wiggle room at all. You can't have that one chip to just satiate the need for it. There's no room at all. You can't choose the potato over the, the less processed vegetables because there's no wiggle room at all. So it, it kind of depends. Let me ask mm -hmm. you a question because we were talking about raw meat. You can get beef tartare. That's a raw yeah. beef. You can get carpaccio, which mm -hmm. is raw beef. Now, it has to be super high quality. But on a grade, Joe, and I'm going to give you two examples. Would you rather have a really high quality beef tartare, mm -hmm. raw red meat, super high quality, or... Would you rather have like a super high quality ribeye that's been burned to a crisp? <laughs> yeah. Which one? Yeah. Like, like honestly, which one has the better protein? Which mm -hmm. one? I'm going to say if you can get it raw, get it raw. And I would also say that some sashimi, like if you had some hamachi crudo or like a raw fish, like yeah. from a really good sushi restaurant, 
that's probably better than throwing your salmon on the mm-hmm. barbecue. Like I, I, I think there is an argument in the denaturing of protein, the cooking stuff to death, the, you know, people say meat can be carcinogenic. I don't think it's the yeah. meat. I think it's the fact that you cook it over a mm-hmm. grill and you're eating all those little burnt ends off the steak that cause the yeah. problem. And so, I mean, theoretically in a perfect world, raw is better. Well, think most most, no, that's most, not most of nature eats their meat raw. Only humans cook, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, like, again, I don't know if I would want to get into eating raw pork and <laughs> stuff like that. But I think there is an argument that sashimi is probably better than cooked yeah. salmon. Yeah. That beef tartare is probably better than a cooked steak. So, as close as you can get as possible to this. That's how you want to eat your 90%. And then the 10%, again, you're allowed to cheat mm-hmm. a little bit. But all those things that you're eating had better still come from nature. Yeah, yeah. And again- and like we, The 10% and doesn't give you the light. Yeah, exactly. To go That's crazy. exactly what I was going to say. And we talked about this a little bit last time too, because the, the specific starting place that you're at, where your particular yeah. goal is, is going to also dictate how fast you're going to make that change, how strict you have to be on all of that. But you've got to understand it. It's always strict. There isn't, again, there's no room for an Oreo cookie on this diet. There just isn't any room for it. Oh, and the only reason you would want to eat that is for fun anyway, or you really want to treat. And that shouldn't be an everyday Mm -hmm. thing. So I think I'd like to actually go through like a day and and talk about like what foods are okay and not okay. Yeah. So let's look common breakfast foods, right? Because food is... Uh, the way I explain food to people is there's a huge cultural envelope or a huge cultural umbrella over food. Like in general, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's not normal to eat sushi for breakfast. People don't, you know, wake up at eight o'clock and be like, I want to play to sushi, right? There are breakfast foods. Mm -hmm. So eggs, Eggs completely from nature. You can crack open an egg and you can drink a raw egg. You're fine with eggs. Eggs are a good choice. Any red berries, mm-hmm. raspberries, blackberries, strawberries, blueberries, great choices. If you want to make an omelet, I'm okay with spinach. I'm okay with arugula. I'm okay with a little bit of avocado. Mm-hmm. Those are all really good choices for breakfast. And frankly, traditional breakfast choices. Yeah. Right? The thing that those all have in common is they also have a really high nutrient density. Like when you look at what's in an avocado, the amount of potassium, when you look at things like vitamin A, vitamin C, all those things, you're eating really nutrient dense food. I'm okay with a handful of Mm -hmm. nuts. Again, nutrient dense, but I do want to warn people, nuts are a great source of nutrients. Nuts are a great source of healthy fat they're not a great source of protein. The protein per calories that you're going to get, they are not great. And cheese falls in the same category, Joe. Yeah. You can't tell me you're adding cheese because you want protein. Like it's not worth the bang for your buck calorie wise, but cheese and nuts, I would still look at it as a somewhat nutrient dense. Mm -hmm. Well, like even, even even take like butter, butter is very nutrient dense. I mean, it's just fat, right? But that's why bacon, you know, like, a pound of bacon has like what 3,500 calories. It's like, I mean, it's a ton and a pound of strawberries has 150 calories. Yeah. It's not the bang for your buck, right? Strawberries do. 
So those are those are breakfast foods, I would say. If you're looking at a breakfast, those are things that are on the approved mm-hmm. menu. Then you have what I call the mid-grade choices, Joe. The stuff that falls into the 10%, but uh, may or may not be the greatest mm-hmm. choice, like overnight right. oats. Because oats are, oats are great for calories. Mm-hmm. Like if you're really trying to bulk up, you're really trying to get some carbohydrates in, maybe oats are your yeah. choice. But yeah. if you were to stack up what's actually in an avocado from a nutritional standpoint and what's in oats, oats are fairly empty. Yeah. Like they're a fairly empty food. They're not mm-hmm. bad. Oats are, you know, generally from nature. They take some processing to, to create, but it's empty calories from a nutritional standpoint. Yeah. It's just well, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing specific that oats or grains bring to your diet that you can't get from other sources. That you have yeah. to have. And, and I'll tell you, if I took meat away from you completely, you would feel the effects in terms of brain function, recovery, yeah. sexual function, energy, all those things. If I took oats away from you, I don't think you'd notice a difference apart from there is if you go 100% carb-free. I'm not necessarily an advocate of that. But if you do do a low-carb diet and you've been used to high-carb, you will feel an energy lag for three to four weeks. You'll get mm-hmm. over it, though. But you will feel it for a few weeks. You'll feel low. I've had a bunch of people, Joe, where I have them under 150 grams of carbohydrates a day, and they have a miserable time for three weeks, and then they turn the corner, and they're absolutely 100% yeah. fine. Yeah, that's common. Yep. You know? and keep in mind, we're also talking about health versus performance here. If you're a high-level athlete and you're working out four hours a day, a low-carb diet's probably right. not for you. <laughs> and there are some nutritional specifics. It's funny. um, my wife and I talk about this, but she prefers a lower fat, higher carbohydrate diet. That fuels her better, right? Some people prefer a higher fat, lower carbohydrate. Yeah, even diet. even within the same My world, because uh, your your wife is a massive power lifter, so like she needs like yep. absolute power, and so I can understand like her muscles just want that carbohydrate just to fuel what she's trying to do, and she's not a big yep. person. You know, so for her, her no. strength to weight ratio is really, really important. She's trying to squeeze every ounce of performance out of every ounce of muscle that she has. Well, and let's not confuse performance again right. with health. I would argue if you're trying to perform, you're not worried about health right. anymore. There was a there was a quote I remember where after a tour to France, a, a, a cyclist he wanted a Coca Cola, mm-hmm. and they asked his coach, like, really, like that's a however he can get sugar in, that's how he's going to get yeah. it in at this yeah. point, like getting that sugar in is more important than, than, than yeah. not. So we got, we got the good breakfast choices, right? The avocado, mm-hmm. the egg, the berries, the nuts, the greens. That's what I want you to choose for breakfast. The mid-grade choice would be that overnight oats, but I don't, I don't, or the oats, but I don't want the oats by themselves. Right. Yeah. You should still have some, every single meal you have, there should be some nutrient density, like have a banana mm-hmm. with it, have some berries with go. it, have some real maple syrup for the amino acids in it. Don't have the processed corn syrup that people put that you get served at IHOP. You want the real maple syrup. And then I'd say the last choice, Joe, would be the deep fried stuff, mm-hmm. the pancakes, the dessert for breakfast, yeah. the buckets of and let, Let's be clear. Like most breakfast like- choices, especially in the Americas, are dessert. Pancakes are yeah. a dessert. Waffles are a dessert. Any any pastries, cereal? cereals are it's all yeah. sugar. It's all dessert. Cereal, I put that in the candy yeah. category. Yeah. 
Let's call it what it is. Now, are there some cereals that are real granola and real dried food and real? Yes, but like I'm not filling my face with Honey Nut Cheerios and pretending. That's a choice that you make when you have nothing else yeah. to eat. Yeah. It's the it's it's the zombie it's apocalypse. Just gonna say that. It's the end eat. of the world. You're you're at the grocery store. End of the world. Like that's, that's, so that's breakfast. And the more you can eat the nutrient dense stuff, and I'll put this to you. If you come over, we have a three egg omelet with a little bit of farm fresh sausage, some avocado, like a homemade hot sauce. Mm, you're making me hungry. With some berries <laughs> on the side, you're not going to be no. suffering. Does it take a bit of work to make that? Sure. But you're not suffering. And you can't tell me that is less enjoyable than a bowl of Cheerios. Yeah. That's like a restaurant style dish, you know? And if you have to have a tortilla handmade to choke it down, great. But the tortilla is your 10%. Mm -hmm. You've got the 90% in the other stuff. I just hope that tortilla is just made from corn and water as good as you can get it and and yes it's going to take effort to prepare meals following these rules but it is worth the effort number one because you're going to spend more energy actually preparing the food you're eating so like just from an energy balance standpoint you're burning more calories to eat less calories right and then secondly like you're saying it's it's better food it's a better experience i'd much rather have a bobby maximus homemade omelet than going over to to you know whatever restaurant here in town, whatever cafe, and just getting something that they just threw together with frozen ingredients. When we talk about effort though, Joe, and I just watched my wife, we actually just had lunch before the podcast. Mm -hmm. I had some ribs. She actually made a scramble. She did some Wagyu ground beef. She did some eggs. She did a little bit of potato. Again, she's trying to get the carbs in for Mm -hmm. performance. A little bit of avocado. I think it took her like seven minutes to cook this or eight minutes to cook. So my next question is, yes, it takes a little bit of effort. And if you were to break it down into a whole bunch of, I guess, micro jobs, did she have to get the ground beef out of the mm. package? Did she have to crack the egg? Did she have to? It seems like a lot of work, but in reality, it was seven to nine yeah. minutes. Yeah. So, so forget how much effort you think this is with all the individual things. You don't have seven to nine minutes. No, because I just want to make eat out of a bag that's just tied around my head, Bobby. I don't want to think about what's going in my body. I don't want to be responsible for the choices that I make. It's just easier for me to crack open a box of Lucky Charms and go face first than it is to stop, make some food, and really enjoy it. But it's seven (laughs) to nine minutes. That was with her cooking the ground beef like fresh. You could have easily spent three hours in the afternoon yesterday or an hour or whatever it is cooking a bunch of ground beef in a container and then using it for the week. Like that's why people do meal yeah. prep. So so we've covered off breakfast, right? Then we have, I'm not going to include snacks because I don't believe in mm-hmm. snacks. I look at all my meals as just feedings. So you can have breakfast food for a snack. A snack doesn't mean a granola right. bar and a yogurt. A snack doesn't mean a, a candy or a protein bar or a shake. Yeah. Like a snack is nothing more than a feeding. Yep. So now traditional lunch foods, chicken breast, chicken thighs, red meat, like a filet, mm-hmm. a sirloin, a New York, a ribeye. Ribeye, you might have to watch calories because it's a little higher in fat, but that that's fine. 
some sushi, some sashimi. I'd rank sashimi higher than sushi because it doesn't have the rice along with it, right? And and I'm actually shocked at how much rice people can shuttle down (laughs) with their, their sushi, but you could have that. And then on the side... Have your pick of whatever vegetable mm-hmm. you want. Dark leafy greens are better than lighter yeah. greens, right? Like you're better off having spinach and iceberg lettuce from a nutritional yep. Yep. standpoint. So dark leafy greens, berries. And I'm going to say there's no real vegetable that's off limits. Mm-hmm. Like you can have carrots, you can have tomatoes, you can have broccoli, you can have cauliflower, you can have kale, you can have like there's a whole host of stuff that you can have. Yeah, and veggies are, are pretty yeah, pretty right. easy for the most part, and especially when you realize that yeah. frozen veggies are the best bet because they're picked from yeah. the plant and they're flash frozen right then and there, so there's no nutrient degradation versus having them yep. all thrown in the back of a truck and then shipped for two weeks across the country to get to your your grocery store. So throwing throwing a bag of, of you know steamable vegetables in the microwave and boom, like you're good to go. Well, and they have all kinds of stuff like this. Like we're Costco shoppers, mm-hmm. but they have the, these little shake packs with there's there's blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, mm-hmm. kale, uh, like a little bit of avocado, like whatever. And you just the, yes, it's from a package, but it's natural. Yeah. Like don't take that <laughs> literally, because the reality is when we say pluck it from a tree or a plant, you probably I'm looking out my window right now, but like you don't have five acres of of. Yeah veggies that you're going to pick from right it's a, it's a, so it's those a, are the that's actually a really people. good thought experiment i mean just imagine that you lived like on a deserted island somewhere that had like pigs yeah. and chicken running around and that there were you know fruit trees they had orange trees and pineapple trees and banana trees and it was like well i'm hungry what would you do you'd like go in the backyard and like i don't know pick a mango off a tree and that's what you would eat you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't plant a field grow a bunch of wheat plant another field with a bunch of oats, take all of that stuff in and then try to make some kind of like a granola bar out of it and then eat that. You know what I mean? That's like, it's not worth the effort. It's too much processing. It's too much energy when that fruit is right there. And if you wanted meat, you got pigs, you got chicken, you're going to have to catch one. You're going to have to process it, right? You're going to have to butcher it. You're going to have to do all this stuff, but that's going to be some fresh, clean meat. It's not something that was made in a factory. No, and don't feel afraid if you're listening to this to step out of the cultural boundaries mm-hmm. that have been imposed on you. And I have an example from last night. Uh, Hunter wanted chicken. And what did he want for a side dish? Citrus oranges. And like my first thought was like, <laughs> you little weirdo. Like you need, you need carrots. You need, but what's wrong with pairing orange with yeah. chicken? What's wrong with if I had some ribs at lunch? What's wrong with having a handful of red berries on the side? Like the things don't necessarily, I think we're a victim, Joe, of society Mm -hmm. where if you have a steak, you have to have potatoes with it. Why and who Mm -hmm. said, right? If you have chicken, you have to have this. When you go for barbecue, you have to have cornbread and you have to have mac and cheese. That's not necessarily true. You can eat food as fuel. You can eat whatever you want, whether it seems paired the right way or it's weird. Like that's a hundred percent your choice. But I know people that fall victim to, I can't have a sandwich without Mm -hmm. bread. Why couldn't you have a plate of just really quality meat? Why do you have to have the, because you've been taught that that's the way it is. Why do you have my family growing up? It was spaghetti every Sunday night. 
well, do we have to eat this? Or is this just what we've, what we've done? Why do you have to have dessert? Mm-hmm. Because it's something you've done. Why do you need the bedtime snack? Yeah. yeah. So for lunch, we have your high grade choices. Mid grade choices to me are sweet potato, potato, plain rice, like some, again, something that's can, from the earth. Those filler, you know what I mean? Those are just filler. Yeah. They're not, you're not eating, you're, yeah, you're not eating, you know, rice because you're getting some amazing amount of nutrients from it. It's exactly. just filling you up. And then, and then you got the bad choices, yeah. fast food, deep fried chips. Like if you never ate a chip again, you'd be better off. And I eat chips sometimes, but if you never ate a chip again, you'd be better off. And then dinner, dinner's pretty much a clone of yeah. lunch. Now, maybe it's a little more rich. Maybe you put a little bit more time into it. Maybe it's a little bit more sit downy. You're not on the go. But let me tell you what's wrong with a pot roast. Like if you have a hard time preparing food and it's really inexpensive, go get yourself some chuck mm-hmm. roast. Put it in a pot with a little bit of chicken stock or beef broth. Throw some carrots in there, maybe a little bit of sweet potato. Cook it for eight hours. Like you are a happy yeah. person. You're making me hungry today, but I haven't eaten lunch yet. <laughs> yeah, throw some spinach in there. Like do what you got to do when that's your meal. And again, the stuff for dinner that you don't want is that frozen pizza from Costco. Mm-hmm. Those wings, that fast food stuff. And so basically that's how I eat all the time, Joe. Like in a perfect world, that's what you'd have. The question people have a lot is what about supplements? For me, and this may be counterintuitive, supplements fall into the 10% category. Yeah, yeah, they do. I will always rank, and listen, I support supplements. I think sometimes to hit your protein goals, you need Mm -hmm. them. But- I will always rank an egg over protein powder. I will always rank a steak over protein powder. I will always rank chicken over protein powder if you have a choice. Yeah, and I think the choice is important because, again, that goes back to what your specific goals are. If you're trying to eat 200 grams of protein a day, that's a lot of eggs. And if I'm trying to keep my calories low at the same time but the protein high, man – Protein powder is just too easy. It's too easy to, to pass yeah. up. Like that's how you get those numbers up. So again, in a perfect world, yeah, I will choose the natural food source for the bulk of all of the nutrients that I need. And then a supplement. Yeah, yep. I think that fits in that 10% of it gets you to that goal. It's a useful tool that you have access to. This leads into our talk about our morning routines mm-hmm. and about how you know eating plays a role in that. So to give you an example of my morning routine, um, I'm just going to hijack the podcast and go first, but I wake up without an alarm clock. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's six in the morning, sometimes it's 7.10, but I wake up. I start my day at eight o'clock at the gym where I train other people and train myself. I choose to have the fake meal in the morning, the protein and the vitamins and the reds and the greens and the fish oil because it doesn't fill me up. It doesn't weigh me down. I'm a creature of habit. If I wake up at 7.10, I still have time to do it because in, like it instantly mixes together. Now, I'm using super high quality, low temperature processed mm-hmm. protein. I'm not getting stuff at Costco that's $9.99 for 30 pounds. I'm using a really high-end organic coffee. If it's milk in there, it's raw milk. Mm-hmm. My reds and greens are not cheap, Joe. Like we're looking at 65 bucks <laughs> a month. I'm using the best of the best. I'm using the highest quality fish oil. Like I still use that thought process for the 90%. 
But the reason I don't have a real breakfast is because if I sit down and make a big meal, it pushes my day yeah. back to nine. Pushes my day. Now, in a perfect world, that's what I do. But that's not the world I live in to hit the gym and hit jujitsu and do my podcast and to do work and to do. That's the choice that I've mm-hmm. made. But what I don't do is if I wake up on a Saturday and I don't have that, or if I have five hours home in the afternoon, I'm not just having a shake because I'm too lazy to make something right. else. Yeah. That's where I have an issue where people are just like, oh, I'll have protein because I'm lazy. No, have the protein if you can't stomach food in the yeah. morning. Have the protein if you're in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Have the protein. But if it's a regular Saturday afternoon, don't be making like pre-made shakes all the time or drinking pre-made shakes because you think you need to. That's when I'd rather you have the real food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and think about how many people, you know, you know, they drive past a gas station every morning and it's like, well, I better stop in and get my, you know, gas station egg and cheese sandwich for breakfast because I didn't have time to make anything at home. Why? Like, you, like you're not going to die. No, that's when I'd rather you have a shake. Because even though it's processed, that's cleaner than the gas yeah. station egg. Like if I give you a handful of fish oil, a really good shake and some reds and greens, that is much cleaner than that stuff you'll get at the gas yeah. station. Yeah. Even though it's in that 10%, because we're not saying the 10% is cheating. The 10% is not bad. If you follow this 90-10 thing, I mean, I would argue the way we're breaking it down, you could eat only 10% for your whole diet, and it's probably better than you're eating yeah. right now. Yeah. For, for right? the like, vast majority we're, we're of people, yeah. We're not including cheating mm-hmm. in that. So even though that shake, and by the way, if it's high quality, it's 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 good. Now, the other reason I do that is because a big meal in the morning bogs me yeah, down, yeah. Joe. Like I didn't eat a huge lunch before this podcast because I wouldn't be able to think right. I wouldn't be able to talk. Like I mentioned I haven't so eaten. It's the same thing. Like I need to, I need to be sharp. Yep. I don't want to be half falling asleep. So I, eat light. Yeah. I eat light, but it's all nutrient dense mm-hmm. stuff. It's my reds. It's my greens. It's my fish oil. I had a little bit of meat for lunch. When I actually eat, I'll eat at night. Right. Yeah. The big meal is the last meal That's for me. Go, 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 go. Now I want to mention one other thing. For, for more of the people that were in our shoes, we'll call it 15 mm-hmm. years ago, when I was a cop and you were a corrections officer, when we were working overtime, when we would work 12-hour shifts and not get home, I actually did it the opposite way around. Breakfast would be my most important meal of the day and sometimes the only real food that I would eat because I was at home, I would mm-hmm. wake up out of my own bed and it was the one meal a day that I could guarantee yeah. If I got stuck on overtime, if I got stuck in a cruiser, if the world went to, I could control that meal. Yeah. So generally what you'd see with me back then was a really good breakfast. And if I was not working all kinds of hours of overtime and dead tired when I got home, a good meal before bed and then everything else was like snacking. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? And, I, and when I was a corrections officer, it's the same thing. We use the phrase eat tactically. Now, I think of all no. of the, the prison guards that I work with, I think I'm probably the only one who ever actually did. But for me, that meant exactly that. The only thing that I had control over, the only thing I could count on was that breakfast meal before shift. Whether I'm coming off a double or whether I'm just going on a normal shift like after a weekend and I'm worried that I might get jammed that day, and especially when you're a rookie, you're going to get jammed in in an institution all the time. But the meals that we got throughout the day were the meals that they feed the inmates. And prison food, especially yep. the, the institution that I was at, was very, very rich. 
And so the idea was that, yeah, a bunch of people with a bunch of heavy, rich food in their stomach are going to be more placid. They're going to tend to be overweight, less fit, easier to control. Well, what did I, I'm not, eating yeah, but when I look around and I'm looking at all my coworkers and I'm seeing guys that are bigger around than they are tall, right? I'm seeing chairs, yes. like they got these office chairs that are rigged so that you can't sit up in them. You have to lay back so your gut can hang out over your pants. It's like, that's part of why. So for me, it was like yeah. the only meal that I could absolutely count on having control over was that first meal. And I had to make sure it was enough because I knew I was going to be eating like a bird throughout my shift. Yep. And, and by the way, that eating like a bird, there is a thing called the warrior mm-hmm. diet where you just graze throughout the day. Like as if you were a warrior, you were foraging, right? You have a little bit of nuts, a little bit of berries. You never keep your stomach full so you can constantly think. Yeah, and, 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 and again, that phrase, move, eat tactically because if it was in yep. being in law enforcement, being in an institution, if there was a riot, I don't want to be the guy who just ate a 2,000 calorie meal. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, when you're safe, when you can go to bed, that's when you can sit down and have your big yeah. steak. Yeah. Right. So, so, so that's, and that's another reason why I eat light throughout the day. Cause the minute what you said, the minute I have that 2000 mm-hmm. calorie lunch, I'm done. Yeah. Like my biggest meal is at the end of the day, usually yeah. because then I can shut off, but I'm not, I'm not eating and then having a tactical conversation <laughs> with somebody or a business. Like I want to Joe, if I have a big meal, I want to fall asleep on yeah. the couch. And, and my, my, right. my so day that, starts very similar to yours where, where I'll get up, no alarm clock. I do not like setting an alarm. I got, you know, two kids in school. So that's my alarm clock if I ever try to sleep late. But I'm usually up first. And I'm downstairs. And the only thing I'll have, I have a, a supplement routine in the morning, which is like a multivitamin. I've got a, a, an allergy pill that I take. <laughs> I'll do my fish oil and I'll make a cappuccino. And I make it myself. Yeah. And that that is pretty much all I'll have until one or two in the afternoon. Now, if I'm training in the morning, which is most mornings, I usually prioritize my endurance training. So that's my my time to go for a run, to do the the long, like steady, uh, uh, the high calorie burn, if you will. And if I'm really feeling run down after that, that's where a, a, like a protein shake is good. A little creatine, a scoop of protein. I even put salt in it. And that is enough to tide me over until, like I said, late in the afternoon. So I'm going to cut you off. I'm horribly confused. Mm-hmm. Don't you have to eat before breakfast? What about muscle glycogen? <laughs> what about so, fueling your muscles for recovery? It, like I'm, 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 I'm generally, like these are things that are thrown at us all the time. I'm confused. How do you, how are you able to even walk up the <laughs> stairs without replenishing your carbohydrates after a workout? You know, it's the funniest thing to me because what happens when you're sleeping all night long? What is your body doing except topping off all your glycogen stores? Like you wake up with yeah. all the glycogen that you need for the day. And that's why I think that the, the big meal at the end of the day, it's not, it's not that I burn energy, burn energy, and then I have a meal and put all that energy back. What I'm eating at night is fueling my next day. So if I know I'm going to get up early and go for a run, I'd rather have that meal late, have all that energy in my system, right? Be able to sleep, wake up and be energized and ready to rock. And when I come back, like, again, what's your goal? If my goal is to put on weight, then yeah, I'm going to have that post-workout shake every time. I'm going to hit those carbs, right? The the super carbs. I need my, my super starches. I'm going to need my protein because I'm trying to encourage my body to stay anabolic. If I'm trying to cut weight, what do I need a post-workout shake for? It's just extra calories yep. at that point. So 
I got my calculator. <laughs> Here I want to <laughs> do a little math. Right. Okay. So we got, let me see here. An average human. And before you get all excited, I'm going to stop you right there. You are an average human. You're not the unique snowflake. You're not the one in a billion. You're not, you weren't given the super serum that Captain America got. You are 100% an average human. Let's get that straight right now. You're not elite. You're not, you're just, you're your average, okay? The average human has 1,600 calories of muscle glycogen on board at any time that's available to them. So we're going to start with 1,600. Mm-hmm. When you go to the gym and work out, and I want to remind you, you're an average human. You're not burning 5,000 calories in a workout. You're not burning 4,000. You have not seen a workout where you burned a fat. I mean, maybe there are some high-level CrossFitters and some Olympic athletes and some NBA athletes that are watching this podcast, but chances are you're not burning 1,000 in a yeah. workout. So you, you ate Friday night. You wake up Saturday morning. You go work out on an empty stomach. You got 1,600 calories to burn in your system to fuel that workout, even if you went crazy did an hour of the hardest intervals the world has ever seen and i'm going to prove this to you you don't believe me you're getting all in your feelings you're getting upset he doesn't know me (laughs) okay go get a concept two rowing machine at your local gym and try a thousand calories for time tell me how you feel that's what a thousand calories Mm -hmm. looks like it is a lot harder than you think. But let's say you burn 1,000 calories. So 1,600 minus 1,000. You still have 600 on board. Yeah. And you're probably not working out because you're probably not doing two-a-days. Mm-hmm. You're probably not. When I tell people to do two-a-days, you're overtraining. You're insane. You're obsessed. Who who hurt you when you were a kid? <laughs> this is what I get. Okay. So so you, you still have 600 left over, yeah. Joe. So, I mean, theoretically, you have enough on board that you don't have to eat for two days, and that would probably cover all your workout well, and, needs. Because your little workout, I, I'll push back and I'll say sixteen hundred is probably on the light end. Like you're, you're I'm talking about me. I'm two hundred and thirty pounds and very muscular. I might have more. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying you're at yeah. right. right so, like the, so, but my point being is like, around. if I wanted to do two a day, I'm big enough that I probably have you're plenty good. on board. And I know you did three sets of 10 bench press. You did three sets of 10 pack deck and you did three sets of 10 cable crossovers. And you think, cause you're pumped, you burned all the calories. That's probably a 250 yeah. calorie yeah. workout. Like really, like, unless you're doing really, I mean, like for me, the thousand calorie workouts, Joe, are where I'm wringing out my yeah. shirt from sweat. If my shirt's dry, I didn't burn 500 yeah. calories. Well, and think too about, cause you mentioned like being an elite CrossFitter. A CrossFit style yep. workout that burns a thousand calories is fatal to most people. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're not doing right. that, right? Like you're not doing the yeah. volume. If you want to know again what a thousand calories is, try to do a thousand calories for time on a treadmill or a concept two or a, and even those things are tuned a little mm-hmm. higher. Like it spits out more calories and you're probably actually burning and you're probably more efficient than you think you are. But the, the point stands. 
you can work out on an empty stomach. That's not a yeah. problem. And you probably don't need to fuel right after. A high-level athlete, yes, the Michael Phelps that's swimming for five hours straight, absolutely. Your Tour de France rider, absolutely. Maybe a two-hour hard NBA yeah. practice, absolutely, when you got to come and turn around and do it again at well, night. And, and there's something that we talk about in seminars all the time, which is a lot of the rules of fitness become more true the more fit you are. So that means yes. for someone like a, like a LeBron James or a Michael Phelps who's at the top of their game, all of that science, all of that you know, post-workout, managing your glycogen levels, all of that is very, very true and has to be very, very dialed in. For the average nope. person lot more wiggle room. <laughs> yeah. And again, so you don't need to eat in the morning. Mm -hmm. You have enough on board. If you feel like you're lagging, that's psychological. Yeah. Have some coffee, have a little bit of caffeine. That is 100%. It's kind of like the bedtime snack. I can't sleep without a bedtime snack. That's not true. You've been conditioned since you were a child yeah. to get the bedtime snack, and that's your safety blanket. But there's nothing about eating before bed that helps you sleep mm -hmm. better. So, so let's get that straight. If anything, you don't want to eat before bed because you're giving your body a job, and you're probably not going to be in as deep of a yeah. sleep. But in the morning, you probably don't need to eat. In fact, you don't. You're good. And if you're trying to get calories in, you're you're looking at again my wife who's like 3% body fat who's trying to get in the lowest weight class possible that she really needs to fuel herself most of you don't need to worry you could do with some less calories yeah. like when i go to walmart when i go to target when i go to costco and i'm watching people walking around just eating all the free samples <laughs> you can do with a few less cat and by a few i mean a fuck ton you can do with some less calories yeah, there there is a, a very human fear of starving to death people be like oh i haven't had lunch i'm gonna die like mm, you can go about three weeks Sorry. without eating so like missing a meal now and then is not the worst thing that you can do especially if you're trying to be smaller right yeah so so my guilty pleasure joe it's a little show called naked and afraid <laughs> sure. and i love it because they give stats yeah. And if you're unfamiliar with the show, they basically take a man and a woman, they take all your clothes, everything, and they drop you naked and afraid into the woods, and you got to figure it out. And sometimes they're lucky enough to kill a lizard or a snake or some type of little ground rodent. Some people are really good at hunting, and they kill like an antelope <laughs> or like an impala, and they're eating good yeah. for a few yeah. days. But the interesting thing is, and by the way, they've done 21-day challenges. There's 30-day challenges. They've Naked and Afraid XL, which is like 60 mm. days. And A, people survive. B, people are able to do stuff. Like there's, there's challenges. Yeah. They got to walk tremendous distances and they got to build their shelter. And they're like, they're not just laying still. So they're actually doing some real work. And they don't have agriculture. Like the odd time they happen on some berries yeah. or some mushrooms or like something they can forage for, Joe. But they're not eating plates of spaghetti yeah. and rice and all these things. Yeah, well, and, they, and, and they're, they're, they're not getting yeah. three squares a day either, right? Like yeah. they're eating what's available they when it's available and they might have to go days without eating. 
Yeah. It seems to me that like sleeping with the bugs is a way bigger issue or getting sunburned than the actual food they're taking in. So they show the stats and over the course of 21 days, somebody loses 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. It's like a, it's like the best way to do a transformation (laughs) because you don't have a choice. Yeah. Right. But like this happens and it's funny, the people that go in kind of fat and then are lean by the end, but they're not dead. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're not going to tank your whole existence. You're not going to fall apart. You're not going to die because you didn't stick a pancake in your mouth for breakfast. You're going to be, and again, a lot of you need less calories. Well, we talked about in the, in the last episode, if you're on a 500 calorie deficit, which isn't huge, it's very doable, 210 days, right? Do you need to be on a thousand calorie deficit? Do you need to be on a 1500 calorie deficit? Like, probably not. Like, just be patient. And you don't have to, like, starve yeah. yourself. But if you just drop the pancakes in the morning, how many calories are you cutting out of your day? A thousand? <laughs> so, I mean, there's some really, really easy ways to just make that deficit appear. Yep. Well, and, and Joe, I would say this, too. Some of y'all need a bigger deficit. Some of you need a smaller deficit, right? But... The last thing I want to say in this podcast is just about that routine. Stop thinking you have to eat every meal. Stop thinking you have to hit a certain number of calories. Stop thinking you have to restrict a certain amount. Like really, you got to do what works for you. And and if it's skipping lunch, it's skipping lunch. If that's the way you got to cut your calories, great. Yeah, go go on the the two meals a day diet until you hit your goal. And oftentimes I say the best diet is the one that works for you. And when you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, you're doomed to failure. You've got to do, it's the intermittent fasting thing, right? So, so just quick, I don't want to get all into this, but intermittent fasting, there's different eating windows, different fasting windows, but the traditional is a four hour feeding window and a 20 hour fast. If you're single, you can do that whenever you mm-hmm. want. The morning, the mid-afternoon, the night, it, it doesn't matter. You, you're, you're pretty good. You have three kids and culturally you value family dinner. Oh, you'd better have your eating window around yeah. dinner. Like you, you're, so, so there's not an, sure, maybe, maybe there's an optimal time to do this stuff, but you have to do what works for you. If you know that you're having a family dinner, and I used to do this, Joe, when I would go over to my, my Italian grandmother's house, my Nona, when I would go over there Sunday night for dinner, that woman does not take no for an answer. You eat what she puts on your plate. Yeah. That's your choice. Yep. If it's spaghetti, it's spaghetti. It's veal parmesan, it's veal parmesan. Like you have no, 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 no choice. Otherwise you're getting hit with an electrical cord or a pan <laughs> or a wooden spoon or something else. Even as a grown man, you want to disrespect me, Roberto? You're done. You're dead to me. Okay. I knew as a big boy going over there Sunday that I didn't have a lot of control over what I was going to eat because I didn't want to disappoint my grandmother. Mm-hmm. I didn't eat the pancakes for breakfast. I didn't go out for brunch on Sunday. I didn't just have a bag of Doritos for lunch on Sunday afternoon because it was Sunday and it was my cheat day and I couldn't help myself. Yeah. And no, I would do the warrior thing where I'd, okay, I'm going to save it up for tonight. 
I'm going to graze, I'm going to graze, I'm going to graze. And then if I have a little bit more for dinner than I want to have, it's going to even itself up. Yeah. If I know I'm going to cheat at dinner, I'm going to eat healthier at mm-hmm. lunch. You're not stop putting yourself into these things where I have to have cereal for breakfast because Count Chocula is what we always <laughs> had as kids. And that's what I'm having. That I have to have a snack and a snack has to be these five foods that snack food's probably not great for yeah. you. Yeah. Well, and I think that, like I that, that thinking don't. sets you up for failure too, because when you're like, everything has to be perfect and then something again out of your control happens and you don't get that one thing. Now all bets are off. And then it's just, you're off to the races eating whatever you can find. You're in survival mode again, cause you're panicking cause you missed a meal or what have you. You've, you've got to have the wherewithal and the ability to adapt this thing to your life. You don't have to do it. I would, I would argue that nine out of 10 Americans Nine out of 10 Canadians, nine out of 10 English people, they woke up and there was leftover steak in the fridge or a bowl of porridge. They would choose the porridge because you don't eat steak for breakfast. Porridge is the, is the thing that you eat. You understand what I mean? Why? What's wrong with having a little bit of leftover steak? What's wrong with having a burger patty? this This is a cultural experience that I had when I, when I lived in Korea. It's like I go with with my my master. I'm there studying martial arts, and we're we're going out for breakfast. And it's like you get this like pan fried fish with these vegetables, and I'm like, this looks like a dinner. This doesn't look like breakfast to me. But they yeah. like, they don't have this notion that there's certain foods for breakfast. It's just another meal. Like, what no. do you need? And then you start thinking about it, and it's like, yeah, I would I would have like you know the salmon and the vegetables and a side salad for dinner. I would never have that for breakfast. Well, why not? Yeah, why not? So get out of your, and that's why my morning routine has become, I don't eat heavy in the morning. I have that little shake, the reds and the greens, and I'm gone. And then I work out and then I do my jujitsu and then I come home and I have a super light lunch. And then I work and dude, I'm as fit as anybody on the planet. It's not like you'll never hear me say at eight o'clock in the morning, oh God, I wish I had a bag of potatoes (laughs) or a stack of pancakes because I can't work out hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's always the guy who's got a 30 pound gut, who has erectile dysfunction, who's red in the face. He's got high blood pressure. He's got bad skin. He's got all the things. That's the guy that will look you in the eye and tell you, I can't work out on an empty stomach. Yeah. yeah. It's the, 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 the 300 pound shot putter who needs that carb refeed before the next day's competition. It's like, dude, you're going to throw six times. (laughs) <laughs> you've yeah. got enough on board you're good you. <laughs> and that was my point earlier about the average mm-hmm. person like again you could probably do with skipping breakfast you know and, and it goes it goes back to the other thing joe what's the best way to lose weight skip one meal mm-hmm. a day what's the best way to gain weight add a meal a day like it's literally that simple yeah. yeah but people like to overthink things and they like to think like like we started this off with everybody's a special case everybody's unique yep. my genetics what whatever right just accept that that doesn't necessarily apply and again with this 90 10 stuff the fitter you are the closer you are to your goals the more true it becomes so you've got to yep. stay in there and and you've got to keep it really focused and that's why it's 90 that's why it's not 80 it's not 70, it's 90 because 90% of it has to be that tight. And that other 10% ain't loose. It's just slightly less uh, it, tight. Yeah. 
our 10% is probably better than your diet. Let's get that straight. Like we're, we're not counting that 10%. We have cheats on a whole nother Island. Cheats are a whole nother world. Like there's no room in the 90, 10 diet for the Coca-Cola, the Pepsi, the Mountain Dew, the Gatorade, the Doritos, the Oreos, Mm. the ice cream, the sheet cake, the, the muffins, the cookies, like those don't exist in that world. That's it. So hopefully that clarifies some of your questions. As a breakdown, you're basically going to live off steak, chicken, eggs, bone broth, arugula, spinach, raspberries, strawberries, blueberries. I would have said blackberries, by the way, or I would have said just eat red mm-hmm. berries, but then people are like, well, what about blueberries? They're not, not red. Okay. So you can eat berries, <laughs> you can have banana, you can have avocado, and you can have some nuts. Yeah. There's your diet. I, I always simplify meat and vegetables, have some nuts. What else do you need? Like nothing else has yeah. to be oh. on there. And fruit's not going to make you fat. I am so sick and tired of this. <laughs> I can suck down a Diet Coke and a vodka every Friday night, but I don't want to eat the blueberries. You're going to make me well, I mean, there, there is a great wow. argument of like, you know, fruit isn't, it, it's not the same when you buy it at a grocery store as if you were to be growing it in your own garden, for sure. Yeah. Like the vegetables are not going to be as nutrient dense. You know, the, the difference between like the, all of the apples that you buy now, they're very much bread to sell. They are sugar. So I get that. Yeah. Still better than a candy bar. Way better than me. Do me a favor, Joe. Do a thought experiment for me. There's a person that I know. You don't know this person. They exercise every day. They sleep eight hours a night. And their entire diet is just meat and fresh fruit. What does that person look like? I'm going to guess pretty fit, pretty healthy. They are shredded AF. They're looking like Jason Statham in the Meg 2 with his shirt off for the world to see. (laughs) Fresh fruit not making you fat. That's not the issue. And it drives me nuts when you have these people who are like, well, the the, the banana made me fat. Wasn't the wasn't the pound of bacon. Like you said, it wasn't the vodka and coke that you had the other night. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't it wasn't not Coke Joe. Four liters of (laughs) Coke. Yeah. The swamp what, what water is that what we call it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was, I was actually in the. Uh, it was really funny. This is, this, is, this is back in the days. I can't mention it because it will tank our engagement. But it was there was something going on where you had to wear a mask, and it wasn't Halloween. How's that? Have I clued you in on what was happening? And I, I rolled into the gas station, and someone proceeded to lecture me that I didn't. I, I wasn't wearing the costume. And I said, and I looked at them and I was taken aback. First of all, that, that you would, yeah. anyway, they had a bucket, like a bucket, 120 ounce bucket that they had filled up with soda. We're, I'm in Utah, so it's a BYU on it. This is a big team here. And this is an adult. They were drinking it through a Twizzlers <laughs> straw. <laughs> I'm like, you're, you're worried about, mm-hmm. okay, I, I guess. And they, they weren't, 
they weren't they weren't offended I wasn't following the rules because I I had forgotten and I just really needed to get some yeah. ice. It wasn't that I was like giving my middle finger to the management. It was like literally they were worried about my yeah. health. The amount of growing people I see at this gas station, it's called the Maverick. It's like a 7-Eleven mm. in Utah. The amount of people, Joe, I see eating Reese peanut butter cups for breakfast, Twizzlers, <laughs> candy. What are, the, what are those those little those little um, things that come on the rollers at the gas station? They're like a chorizo roll up. <laughs> yep. You know, those are healthy. Those are great if you're trying to cut weight. <laughs> a monster, a monster soda, some fried gordita thing, yeah. and a bag of Takios mm-hmm. or or Doritos or what are the what are the little crunchets called with Chester the Cheeto? Oh, on uh, Cheetos, right? Yeah, <laughs> Cheeto, yeah, but the hard little crunchy yeah. ones. Like that's really what you're like. You're an adult. You're a growing person, and that's what you're having. And so, yeah, our ten percent would cure all of that person's ailments. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, it's just not. And, it I, just and I'm, a, I'm, I'm on here. Oh. I'm drinking a cappuccino. That's part of my 10%. That's that's whole milk and yeah. coffee, my friends. <laughs> Don't tell me the fruit's making you fat. <laughs> Let's get over this. It was it was that soda. And there is, there is an answer. Well, what's the difference between a banana and like a, a candy bar? And there is an answer. And that's that the banana is a piece of fruit, which means it comes from a plant, which means all the sugar in that banana is behind a cell wall. And it doesn't just dump yeah. directly into your stomach the way that raw sugar does. So your body does process Trust me, I wouldn't, it differently. I wouldn't feel bad <laughs> if we were on that island and we had like a little pet volleyball for a friend. What was that movie? <laughs> a pet volleyball. I love it. Cast, Wilson, cast away. I think his yeah. name was. Okay. If I was on that island... I wouldn't feel bad about eating some coconut and some bananas and some papaya and some mango. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't feel bad about it at all. <laughs> no. So anyway, it's your episode of the Maximus Podcast. Hopefully you got a lot out of that. Listen, clean up your eating. It will make you better in every aspect of your life. And I'm talking across the board. You will lose weight. You will build muscle. You'll have more energy. Your brain function will be better. Your sexual function will be better. You will be happier there is a correlation between your health and how much money you will make, how resilient you are to stress. It is 100% worth it. We gave you all the instructions. You shouldn't have any further questions. If, you, if you're in doubt, if you're sitting down at a table and in your little heart, you feel fear, you feel overwhelmed, you don't know what to eat, just ask yourself, is there a pizza tree? Is there a cracker tree? Is there a spaghetti tree? And all the answers will be revealed to you and you are done. Tune in for the next episode. Subscribe. Click the notifications. Make some comments to give us some engagement. That's how you're going to say thank you because I didn't inundate you with all kinds of ads trying to pump my wares. Just make a comment, like, subscribe, notify, and uh, be a better person. This is the last of a dying breed.